Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Tea time talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Yeah, island talk. Keeping it real and never fake. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Dishing the tea with Lady V, B, J, Show T. We forever styling. Real talk about real issues. If you don't like it, then go get a tissue. Walking, talking like a diva should. Wouldn't choose another sisterhood to Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. And we are back at the island. This is Vanita, Cheryl T, and BJ. And before we get started with this this episode, we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us. But we really want to address current issues that are going on in the world, specifically the the things that are happening in Ukraine with Russia. And we all have our opinions. We're not over there. We don't know exactly what's going on. But what we do know is things are not right. And people are being killed and harmed. And people are scared. And people are being jailed. And we just want to talk about it very briefly and, and say a prayer for the people over there. Um, what are you all thinking? I know every time I pass the television, I guess what bothers me the most about it, I mean, it all bothers me, but when there's children involved and children being killed and, you know, here at the island, everybody knows I love children. And I, that's one of my pet peeves when something like when children are harmed, it really, really bothers me. It sticks with me and it's hard for me to shake it. Um, but I know soldiers are being killed, you know, mothers, fathers, a lot of people and it's just, I don't understand it all, but it's just baffling to me how people are so controlling. And what do you guys think? What do you all think? Well, I, I feel like you too, it's so disheartening to see families separated, um, but it's also uplifting to see how people are fighting for their country as small as they are. Right. Um, but it's hard to see children hurt or dying or, you know, clutching a small toy because that's all they could leave with. And yeah. so it really, I'm like you, when I pass the TV or I hear anything, at first I get angry and then I start thinking, no, that's not right. I don't want to wish Putin or anybody any harm. I really want some other way to get this to go away. But it's just, how does one man cause all this havoc? And it, and just because he's greedy, uh, you can tell he he needs love. He doesn't have love or something. Something's wrong with his whole life. But he's just a person who wants to be a bully, who wants to take more land. And he wants to take them back to the land that they, I guess, used to have. And so we have a hard road before us. And it just seems like we're on the brink, or we could be on the brink of a world war. I just know that we need to pray. I know Cheryl has some points about that that she'll share, but I just yes, get so upset. But what can we do? It, it is very painful to watch when it's so unnecessary for war. Uh, it's not like Russia is missing out on anything financially. <laughs> They're the number three, you know, oil supplier in the global world. And so they their finances are fantastic. Uh, you have a dictator that wants to put 
USSR back together, put Russia back to the old Soviet Union. Hence is why he has, of course, Belarus and has taken over uh, mm-hmm. at war with Georgia. And now yeah. he's trying to get Ukraine. So it's kind of sad to see, you know, over almost 2 million people have been displaced from their homes. Because I think people don't really grasp the situation. These people had jobs, their kids were going to school, they were about to, they got appointments set up. You know how we have our appointments, doctor's appointments, got tickets to the theater, you know, (laughs) taking the kids, somebody's birthday party is tomorrow. All of that, they had their lives that they were living. And then all of a sudden, bombs are coming out of the sky on you. Um, And they have to pack the little bit of things that they can pack to get across to another country. In some cases, some people walk like 18 hours. uh, And then they have to get on a train to take another eight hours over into another country. And this is with small children. And mind you, it is freezing cold over there right now. Yes, it's like below zero, I think. And so they had to wrap them up as tight as they can. And it's all because one person has decided, and he has enablers, just like World War II was started and, and went all the way through until finally, you know, somebody stopped him uh-huh. was because he had enablers. And the same thing with uh, President Putin, he has enablers that Cheryl, are allowing him to do what he's doing. You know what you always say, and, and I believe it, it's just such a big case of good or evil trying to overcome good. Yes. And you know what I thought about when I thought about him? I said, here's a man that's been in power for probably about two decades, going on three, if I'm not mistaken. And he has everything he can possibly ever want in life as far as yachts, homes, financially, he said, the man is bored. It's not that he can't have any, he has everything he wants. It made me think about the movie Squid Games. Somebody Mm. that has so much money to the point they want to do anything. They don't care about human life, okay? But they want to do anything in order to um, satisfy their craving on what they desire. And in this case, he desires Ukraine. He doesn't need Ukraine. He desires Ukraine. Uh, And he will take lives to get Ukraine. And that's the sad fact of it. It's not a necessary war. And I get it. Somebody made the analogy of, and this is this is why I'm going to share this on our, our, our podcast. Somebody said, well, you know, when we had the Cuban Missile Crisis and mm-hmm. the Cubans were right in, you know, where we had missiles that could potentially launch over to the United States in Cuba, you know, they were in our backyard. They do not want Ukraine to be a part of NATO, which is basically their enemy in their backyard. I get it, but we didn't bomb Cuba in order to <laughs> to get. We diplomatically worked it out that those missiles were removed or were not there any longer, so we didn't have to deal with the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he just diplomatically has not worked it out because he's a dictator, he wants to have his way. Uh, So Ukraine wants to be a part of NATO. And if they're a part of NATO, then every single country in NATO would come to the defense of that that country. This is why most people are going over into Poland because Poland is a part of NATO. And they have the protection of NATO, but he's got uh, in his negotiations, it's everything against allowing them to become a member 
of NATO. And, and, and to be honest with you, I think he wants to initiate World War III. Mm-hmm. And that's just my gut feel. He wants the U.S. to be pressured or to be coasted into it. He wants Poland or one of those countries to be coasted into his war with Ukraine because he, he's just the type of he's just the type. It's a dictator. And you know what? And I was, you know, praying about this. And one thing that came to me is that that same type of spirit of dictatorship that was in all those other dictators before him, such as mm-hmm. Hitler and and um, Genghis Khan, that same spirit still roams the earth, you know, and still true. looking for someone to occupy. Yes. And so it, it's still there. So that's why you say, you know, try the spirit by the spirit and we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the principalities oh, of the geez. world. That same dictatorship, same di- uh, 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 type of spirit that just don't care who gets harmed as long as they get their way. Yes. It's still out there. It's and just you green. see it being actually utilized right now today. Wow. It's a heavy subject. And uh, again, it's disheartening. But my prayer is that God will touch his heart and let him see that it's not necessary to hurt fellow human beings and that he has to first regard them as human beings. And then stop lying. Don't say this is a safe way out. And then you send missiles or bombs and kill innocent families who are trying to get out of your way. Right. And so I just pray people, that people that are controlled like beach, that, right? people that are controlled like that, they really don't care. I know he doesn't care. That's why I'm saying God is the only one who can change his heart, unless somebody does the terrible thing that. Uh, Lindsey Graham suggested assassination, and so mm-hmm. we, we need an exorcism. Just get some holy water and sprinkle on. Yes, yes. The other part of that, that is, guys, as a joke, I'm just saying that is some straight up evil in the person that will go out and just kill people, innocent children, you know, just so they can have their way. That's some straight evil. That's some evil. That's evil but in this you know, world. We also have to pray for those that are uplifting him and supporting him and backing him up. Because mm-hmm. he, even though he is one man and, you know, I guess he has a final say so, that doesn't mean you you have to support him in that way or uplift him or, mm-hmm. you know, you got to, I need people to think for themselves to know, you know, what's right and what's wrong. But are they mini dictators? Are they like little miniature ones? That are <laughs> of course, him? they are you enablers know? that are backing him. And trust me, yes. there are other countries, you know, that are shaking hands with them behind the scenes uh, because right. we are we have several dictators across the different continents just saying I won't get that deep into politics but don't. Um, he does have some enablement going on some enablers let's say that right. and it's enablers some because they want to be like him and then there are other enablers because they're fearful and yes. so it's easier and better easy. for them so you remember he has a KGB uh, background so He's ruthless. And he's the type of person he he's playing chess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he already know his next move. And I think people underestimate his his moves. Uh, hence is why I think he's really trying to pull um, other countries into this war. Uh, why, and that's why he's doing so much damage. Um, but I think he also underestimated the um, the resilience of the Ukrainian people. Yes. Um, and he underestimated the backlash that the world was giving. 
response. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And kudos to their president. He yes. has been so courageous and so strong and uplifting for the people. And he was just, God took an everyday man who was a comedian and an actor. And now he's the leader of their country and he's being the David against Goliath. Yes, David against Goliath. And that's exactly what's happening. So should we pray you all? Yes, let's say a prayer for Ukraine and their people. Um, Let's just pray. Uh, Abba Father, we first of all, thank you for allowing us to have this uh, podcast as a voice uh, to the world. And uh, God, we ask for a special prayer. Just as David defeated Goliath, oh God, let Ukraine defeat uh, the enemy of their territory, the Russians. Oh God, I pray that even those soldiers, Lord, that's from Russia, Lord, that that they're not even understanding why they're there. Lord, I pray for those young men and women also. Oh God, keep them safe. But Lord, I I pray just like you did with Gideon. And he had only 300 men to to battle thousands, thousands of people, thousands of men. You allowed the confusion to come upon those thousands that they were so afraid that they ran back home. I pray that that happens to the Russian army, that there's confusion to the point they just go back home. Lord, save and protect the people of Ukraine, Lord, especially the children. In the name of Jesus the Christ, and Lord, give special strength to their president and guidance and wisdom, we pray. Amen. 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 Let's take a break. And we're back at the Kitchen Island. And so we want to welcome everybody to season three. Yes, I said season three. So we are so excited. We made it season three and you're listening. So again, we want to thank our listeners. And we just want to chat a little bit about what it's meant to be on this journey of being involved in the podcast and I can only say that it's been the vision of Diva Vanita Mitchell. And so she just pulls Cheryl and I into it. And it's been a joy. Yeah, you pulled us into it, but we've learned along the way. And it's been awesome. And so I can only say that I started out nervous, scared, (laughs) and saying, why did I let her talk me into this? And now I'm to a point of, let me research, let me get my questions ready, Uh, love it. So it's been a wonderful outlet growth mechanism for me. So Kitchen Island Tea, I love you and it ain't nothing you can do about it. I heard that. I remember the first time we we did the podcast, we were all dressed up, lipstick, (laughs) makeup on, like people were going to see us. nervous and it's like it's just a recording we can check if we need to but we were just so wanting it to be just right because as as bj stated this was bonita's um vision 
And we thank God for her vision because she has kept us on track as a producer slash director, <laughs> a screenwriter, however you want to call it. <laughs> Casting person. She's done everything. Yes. Yes. She's done it all. Program manager. She has been it. Um, and we thank you for that, Benita, keeping us on track because DJ and I really, we just show up. Yes. <laughs> and, and we ask the question, yes. what are we talking about today? Yeah, she does most of the work, especially the editing at the end, all the different little intakes and outtakes that she has to edit. I hear that's a very tedious job. I have never done it. I should teach you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> you know what? To be honest with you, I do want to learn that piece of it. I might come over to your house when you're doing it one day so I can learn how to do it. Okay. You'll probably need a shot of tequila because that's what it takes to get through it. <laughs> But to be honest with you, I just want to root you two on for the editing piece. <laughs> I'm just interested to see how it how she does it because mm -hmm. she does such a great job at it for her to just pick this up and learn how to do it and, and has done it for the last three seasons. So thanks, Benita, for doing that. Yes. Well, it's it's been a journey for me also. Um, it was just like it burst out of you know COVID 2020. I was like, all right. I'm stuck here in the house. I stay home anyway, but I was like, let me, let me do something. And I was actually inspired by my daughter and their podcast, Pride the Podcast. We love you. Yay! Yay. And so, you know, as she was telling me what to do and kind of helping me through it, I, I began to like it and I began to think outside the box. And yes, I did pull you two in. I ask you, I ask you nicely. How about <laughs> doing a podcast with me? Y'all said yes. <laughs> But and that sometimes been I feel like I'm dragging these two women <laughs> <laughs> and I, they're heavy. So it's like, come on, y'all. It's like pulling teeth. I have to be the disciplinarian. <laughs> but you do a great job. You do a great job because, you know, some weeks is, we're busy. All of us have like lives doing a thousand things. Since now, since COVID has been lifted and things starting to open up again, Oh my God, our calendars are starting to get full. I don't know about you guys. But yes, yes, yes. The March alone, I'm like, oh my goodness, can yes. it just slow down? But thank, um, thank God for Zoom because we can still yes. squeeze it in from our own homes. So yes. yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a good journey. Yeah, a little frightening at times because you want to do well. You want it to. You want to turn out something that's going to be helpful to your listeners. And, you know, we have listeners in 50 states and 20 foreign countries. And so you just want to, you know, make a difference in someone's life, whether it's one person or a hundred thousand people, doesn't matter. We just want to make a difference. So if we can yeah. keep that mindset, we can make it to season four and five. All right. Six, yes. I know we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. We have a great leader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to teach y'all how to lead. And I'm going to tell you guys, every time she gives us an assignment, I feel like I'm back in school again. I'm like, oh, God, I got to do this homework. And she needed by what time? I need your questions by this time. And read this information. You need to read up on the bio on the person so you'll know what questions to ask. But she's very meticulous about how she does it. So uh, it's, it's almost like being in school again. Yes, it is. And it doesn't matter if it's late night because she knows she's a night owl. And so she sends things out. And sometimes I feel like, well, I better not go to bed. I better go ahead and answer her. Or if Cheryl turns in her questions, 
then I'm thinking, I got to get my questions in. So I have my whole family. What should I ask this guest person we're going to have? So they're all involved in Kitchen Island Tea. And now they remind me, when is the next episode? What do you need? I have them researching and helping me. So thank you, Anita, for making this journey one of learning. I'm, you're, I'm with you, Cheryl. We're in school and you better get it right. I'm you learning know the too, y'all. Go ahead, no, you're, principal. you're the principal. <laughs> you're the principal for sure. <laughs> the hardest one was when we had to do just a recording of ourselves without talking to each other. That was mm. hard for me. I was like, man, I got to record this by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was stressful. <laughs> I like those though, because you can go ahead. You can stop and start all over, and you know, write down your notes and and and. I don't know. I just kind of like that too. But that's the point. When you stop and start all over and it gets to be take five, take 10. Well, that's Cheryl. The last time I asked for something, she's like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> I almost like Cheryl because you were too tedious, too, too picky. It was fine. It's just, you know, you were reading and. Yes. You just need to talk. But I need somebody to talk to. If somebody was sitting in the room, I could have had the conversation, but I'm like talking to myself. So I had to read it. It was just like, it didn't sound right. Just it talking. was hard. Yes. I like talking with you ladies. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we try not to have too many more of those. But anyway, is that somebody's phone ringing? Nope. Yes. It was Beverly. <laughs> Oh, BJ, you're supposed to have it on silent. Oh, we're going to, you're going to get in trouble. Demerit. I know, right? <laughs> can you hear us, Beverly? Yes, she can. She got herself on mute. Yes, I was <laughs> trying to keep the sounds from my house from getting on the recording. <sighs> so y'all know when we do these, the you know, we start season three and we start doing some more interviews, we have got to be on silent. Yes. Our next interview can't wait. We don't tell the listeners just yet. It's gonna be a surprise. Oh wow! It's gonna be a big surprise, you all. Yes. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be back with a fun segment. Hey, Islanders! We just want to check in with you personally. We would love to hear from you with feedback about your favorite episodes, any ideas you have about possible future topics, and guest suggestions. We can be reached at our email, which is kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Also reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be safe, mask up, and keep hope alive. Ciao! And we are back at the island and let's lighten it up, ladies. Let's let's um, let's have some fun this segment. Uh, All right. Yeah. So let's talk. I mean, I watch a lot of television. I'm not going to lie, but mostly it's sports, mm -hmm. but when it's not sports on. I will turn it on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney, HBO. Plus, something. Yeah. HBO Max, something. 
So what have y'all been binge watching? I, I recently binge watched Inventing Anna. Ooh, that was good. You're talking about- What's it about? A German heiress? Is that how you say it? So-called German heiress. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so-called. So-called. Okay. And she moved from, I, I don't even know where this chick actually was from. She lied so much. But <laughs> supposedly she's from Germany. She moved to New York. I'm not going to tell everything for her. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen it. And she just started visualizing herself owning this company and this big building in New York City and getting all these backers to give her money. And she pretended to be rich and famous. And, oh. oh, it was a mess. It, it, it's a mess. And it's a so true. And it's true. Is it on Netflix? True story. <laughs> but not is only it? is it true, she was in the news this week. That's what I binge watched. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, she was able to get on yachts and, you know, private jets and the best of the hotels in the city. <laughs> and Beverly and wasn't didn't pay a dime. Didn't pay a dime. Didn't have a dime to pay. Can, yes. she, can she write a book or give some lessons? I do not know how she did. She was almost about to secure, I think, a $50 million a loan from a reputable bank in New York uh, based on her supposedly being an heiress uh, from Germany. Goodness. And, and having a trust fund that never, never exists. came to be. Mm -hmm. mm. You got to so, see it to believe it. It's unbelievable. I'll try to catch that one. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So what else? What have y'all been watching? You all, I told you I was watching Gilded Age. And it's been very, very good. Uh, but I'm excited because Bridgerton is coming back. Oh, what? Yes. I'm not yes. excited because my man's not going to be on there. Well, so. but it's still going to be good. So those okay. have been my two, Gilded Age. And they're both kind of in the same era. Um, Gilded Age is more like young money in the United States. And old money in the United States in the 1800s, I think, early 1900s. Yes. And what is it on? My, that's my era. I love that era. Um, Netflix or what? HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. And it's called Gilded Age. It's yes. a very good movie. Um, they just came out with a new episode today or yesterday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, I just watched it. it it's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really about the... Uh, uh, aircrats or aircrats that live aristocrats. in New York. aristocrats aristocrats <laughs> that live Aero in New York City <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know it reminds you of back back in London England and how yes. they used to live but that same um culture came over to the U.S. of course yes and so it was like that in New York City with those bankers that had like millions and billions of dollars already back then uh, but it's it's very interesting, very interesting. Yes, and also so important in society how you maintain your society card, shall I? Yes, say. and and it explores like the old money was kind of snobbish towards new money. Money <laughs> is money, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but the old money didn't even want the people with new money to like come to some of their social events, or the women were like standing back. It, it's very interesting because you know it's true. And they mentioned some of the big names of, of, you know, railroad families, the Rockefellers and different ones like that. And so it's very interesting. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to. I, but I Bridgerton is coming back. 
Awesome. <laughs> what about you, so, Cheryl? I, I have also watched Inviting Anna, like you stated, and Gilded Inventing. Age. I'm watching that Inventing too. Inventing Anna. Inventing, excuse me. Inventing Adam, uh, Anna. I'm wa I watched that. I am watching Gilded Age, but I've already finished Succession. That was crazy. <laughs> yes, that was That was season three I finished, and I could not believe, you know, these kids that have everything in the world and they they fight within themselves within families that have yes. so much money it's just like just you know find your place uh get in where you fit in and just handle up everybody can't be the ceo <laughs> everybody wants to be the ceo everybody wants instead to be of the getting team. a hobby instead of getting a hobby you have money you have money everybody wants like, to be Everybody wants to be the boss and it might look like they all miss out because everybody trying to be the boss. And I won't tell the story, but the no, because I watch season, it, but don't I watch it too. And I, I won't say third though. season in with a bang. The other one I just started watching is called Pieces of Her. They just came out on Netflix. Uh, mm. And it's very interesting about once again, a very uh, rich family that implodes within uh, because everybody wants to be the leader or mad with the dad you know and it's called pieces of her it's very interesting it, it kind of leads you down a rabbit hole you don't know where it's going i'm on the very last episode pieces of her yep that's on netflix i have a movie to recommend yes what's that and it's our grandson recommended it to us it's called sing Two s-i-n-g and it's a cartoon kind of movie but my husband and I watched it and he did not get up and leave. So it's 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 fun. It's music, it's color, it's I want to say it's I've seen the life first lesson. One. I want to say yeah. I've seen the first I saw the first one. It was good. Well, sing two is very good. Okay, I'm gonna take a look at that. Yeah. And the other one, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's a Disney movie called Encanto. Oh, it's we good. saw that too. It's good. I love it. But I think Sing 2 is better than that. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But I enjoyed Encanto too. The singing and... Yes, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I loved all the fabulous colors in that cartoon. The, yes. The prints and the flowers and it just, it was just beautiful in Encanto. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. So, um... Is anybody reading a book? Yes, I am. Okay. But it takes me forever, you guys. I'm reading The Vanishing Half, half and uh, it's about twins and how they choose to live different lives. Okay. And it's by Britt Bennett, and I won't say any more about it, but I'll give a book report once I finish. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, y'all, even though I brought up reading, I'm not much of a reader. I never have been, but I will, if there's a book recommended to me and I think I want to try it, I'll get it on audio. Mm -hmm. And so right now I'm doing um, the next big story, which is about Soledad O'Brien. It's by Soledad O'Brien, um, who was who is a part of CNN anchor and a special correspondent journalist and all of that. But anyway, it is so fascinating reading this story about, I mean, reading about her life and how she grew up. And so I recommend it to 
anybody the next big story by Soledad O'Brien. I'll get it. It's awesome. Cheryl? She's frozen. She's frozen. Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back at the island and somebody did not pay for their Zoom. That would be Carol. <laughs> and that's why she freezes up almost every podcast now. What's up with that? Oh, I have like three networks in my home and something's going on with my network because I, somehow I freeze up on podcast. I mean, on, on Zoom meetings. And I don't like that because I'm sometimes I'm in the middle of talking or presenting and I'm frozen or you guys are frozen. Right, <laughs> right, right. So we were talking, Beverly and I were talking about um, the books and, you know, reading and everything. And I'm not much of a reader, but I was saying the next big story by Soledad O'Brien is a good read. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. What about you? I have not read anything new lately. Uh, One of my favorite books that I have read is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite books of all times. But um, I'm like you. If I get recommended a book, I will download it on Audible. Okay. Yeah, that's me. I got to have it on Audible. I, I I can't sit and read and because I end up going back over and reading more. And, you know, because I don't get it the first time when I read it. Yeah, that's it. It's it's um, it's um a form of um, with dyslexia or ADHD or ADD. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I'm terrible at comprehension. I can read something and I'm like, oh no, I need to read that again. I didn't get it. Right. <laughs> at least right. you know you need to read it again. That's a feat right there. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do y'all listen to music in the car? Yes. Of course yeah. we do. Well, some people only listen to like talk radio or podcast or or don't listen to music. I do both. Me too. I do it all. Mm-hmm. Podcast, religious, and then Soul Town on the on the radio. Okay, so satellite radio. What song is if a certain song comes on and you start singing out and belting it out? What song do you sing? What makes you sing out loud in the car? Like for well, me, I say old school for me. Any old school song that I can remember: Temptations, OJ's. Uh, the Supremes, uh, and don't let Marvin Gaye come on. <laughs> Why are you taking my answers? Those Marvin, <laughs> me and Marvin, we just sing it all. I, I, I know. In the summer, I open the windows. Yes, I probably listen summer. to Marvin Gaye at least once a week in the car on my own. Yes. Wow, really? Yes. Yes, I love Marvin Gaye. Oh my gosh. I'm the type of person, it's got to be a beat to the music. If there's something that's got a downbeat, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm listening to it. That's what gets me going and excited. Lately, I've been listening to Mary J. Blythe, uh, CD, the one Growing Pains. That was yes. like an awesome CD. And, and Work That has been the one that's been in my mind you know it's okay to show yourself some love (laughs) right amen to that yes so i've been listening to that a lot and also just fine and i like what i see when i'm looking at me when i'm walking past the mirror yeah when i do listen i don't always listen to music with lyrics anymore Mm -hmm. since i had a car accident so a lot of the times I listen to relaxation music in the car. 
Does that take take down some of the anxiety when you're it driving? Does. It does. Okay. And then that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody's really belting out and, and the beat is gone and, you know, I get distracted and then I'm trying to pay attention to traffic, it's just too much. So mm-hmm. I, um, a lot of times, if there's a lot of traffic, it's relaxation music. If it's light traffic, I might put on, you know, Motown or something or Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can see that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, no, Beverly, you had something you wanted to ask us, right? Your favorite spot for vacation. Oh, okay. I got a new one. I'm going to go first. This is our world traveler. Cheryl well, T. Yeah, I, um, I would say for me, my favorite place to vacation is probably New York City. I know that sounds <laughs> I know that sounds crazy because it's so busy. That's where your daughter is. And that's where my daughter is. Although she's on her way home right now. Yay! But I love to go because it's quiet here in San Antonio compared to Mm -hmm. there. I like the hustle and bustle, especially around the holidays, um, the shopping, the pretty lights. That's my ideal vacation to just Mm. visit the snow, not live where it snows. You know what I mean? (laughs) I love that. So... New York for me, um, my favorite city that I, if I had to live somewhere would be Atlanta. Really? Oh, wow. Yes, Atlanta. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I yeah. know, <laughs> I know. What about you, Cheryl? Well, I'm a beach person. I would prefer to be somewhere where I can hear the ocean crashing against the shore and right outside my window. And my new favorite vacation spot is Maui. Wow. Oh my God. I love that place. I will be going back again and again and again. Okay. That's my friend Glow's favorite place in every major birthday. That's where she spends it. Mm. And her birthday's January 11th. So she's yeah. always in Maui on January 11th. It's I, beautiful. It is. I visited uh, Maui when my brother-in-law was stationed there. And so it is beautiful. It is very beautiful. That's my new favorite spot. Yeah, we went to some of the sites like the Pearl Harbor and Mm -hmm. other different things. But yeah, it's just very expensive. I know. But you know, if you stay for that year, for that one special vacation, I don't care what anybody say, Maui is it. (laughs) All right. All right. What about you, Beverly? Well, you guys, I I got, you know, I always have two. If I'm in the States, uh, I like, you know, New York, San Francisco, but Taos, New Mexico is one of the first trips that my husband and I took when we were dating. And uh, it's romantic to me. It's beautiful. uh, And I'm a Georgia O'Keeffe fan. And so she spent time there and did artwork there and has a museum there. So that's kind of my spot. But if I could go out of the country, then my favorite vacation place is Cape Town, South Africa. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> and shout That's out to my friend Renee. Right <laughs> yes, Renee. Renee, <laughs> we hope you're listening in uh, Cape Town. Well, she lives in Joburg, but Joburg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Johannesburg, but uh, Cape Town would be my vacation spot. You can hear the ocean, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, you can be at the Cape Point. Um, it's just all nationalities, all kinds of. So where are we going? We, we need to go soon. Uh, podcast Kitchen Island Tea on the Road. Oh, <laughs> let me ask you this, Beverly. When, where, what is the best time to visit the continent of Africa? 
Well, we usually, the few times I've been is September to October is springtime there. You know, their seasons are a little different. So, you know, September to October was spring for us. And I, uh, that was a great time. That's a great time to go. It is. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna start looking up some flights. All right. All right. All right. We're going to do a road, going to do road trip. Take it. We're flying. We definitely got to fly. We can't do it on the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got to go yes. Lost your mind. <laughs> oh, so we're going to take Kitchen Island Tea on, on a location. I love it. Real yeah. soon. As soon as this COVID gets washed away. Well, that, I don't think COVID's going away. Well, as close as it can be to being Why'd away. Why'd you bring it up? I'm sorry. <laughs> Cross that out. That's a blooper. I'm gonna have to edit that out. I told you. <laughs> I am so tired of wearing a mask. I'm like, oh my god, in that airport, and plus, you know, I gained a little few extra lbs <laughs> trying to make it through the airport with a big, thick mask on and rushing with your luggage. I'm like out of breath. I'm like, oh my god, can I take this mask off? <laughs> I know, I know. It's you know, coming. It's safe, but my goodness, I'm ready to be done with the mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, where do you guys consider your hometown? I mean, I think Beverly for you is St. Louis, correct? Of you course. There and you were raised there. Yes. So I'm sure you have a lot of hometown memories. I um, do. Maybe, maybe one you can share with us because Cheryl and I, I don't know, we really have a hometown. Well, my hometown <laughs> is St. Louis and um, the memories I have, of course, are of my family and especially with my mother and father. Uh, throwing snowballs in the snow or going to Art Hill, which is at the museum, and you just get a sled and go straight down. And uh, it's just awesome. It's awesome. It's a city that most of their museums, their zoo, it's free. The city taxes support that so that the community can enjoy it without paying a fee. And mm. so that's what I pride myself on St. Louis being uh, a cultural city that most people don't know about, but I just love my hometown. It gets a bad rap, but there's always good in every place. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So shout out to the Lou. <laughs> She'll set, tell you in a heartbeat, I'm from the Louie and I don't play. Yes. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> what about you, CT? Ooh, let's see, You're like um, me, a rover all over. I know I'm just just roving everywhere. So born in New York City, been raised in Atlanta, Miami, South Carolina, Houston, Texas, uh, went to school in Louisiana. So I have been like all over the place. But I will say my favorite place that I have lived has been Miami. I truly love living in Miami, Florida. Um, Atlanta, I love the city. I always say that's where I'm from because that's where I graduated high school. But um, I truly enjoyed mostly living in Miami because of the beaches, the mm -hmm. South Beach, the vibrance. The party yeah. down there, South Beach. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Beach. Party. Yeah. You got to know how to handle South Beach, though. If you can't handle South Beach, you don't need to go. It's fast. <laughs> it's fast. Believe me. Uh, so, yeah, I, ATL is great. Don't get me wrong, because, you know, I grew up mostly in um, the Stone Mountain, Decatur, Georgia area. Uh, but I truly did like living in Miami. Wow. What about you, V? Oh, to be honest with, I mean, I've lived everywhere. My father was in the military for 24 years. My husband was in for 25 years. So 
I've lived everywhere. I was born in Germany, but when people ask me now, where am I from? Like if I'm in another state, like when I go to the final four, everybody wants to know where everybody's from because mm-hmm. I'm from everywhere. And I always mm-hmm. say Texas, this is the place that I've lived the longest because mm-hmm. before Texas, it was never more than three years anywhere. All, right. my life, wow. all my life. So that was like 45 years of moving. Yeah. So I went to high school in Georgia, college in Alabama. I, I've just lived everywhere, but I consider San Antonio my hometown now. I'm beginning to consider San Antonio home. You might as well. But my hometown <laughs> is still the loop. <laughs> but your mama and your husband here. So you're, yes. you're a Texan yes. now. Yes. You are I'm sorry, say again. You are too. Yeah, I claim Texas now. When I go to business meetings and people ask me where I'm from, I'll say San Antonio, Texas, because yeah. that's where I've lived in the last what 27 years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, my best hometown memory being in San Antonio, I think one of the best memories was when I went to my first MLK march. I had mm. never been to one. <clears throat> so it felt so fulfilling. It was exciting. And I thought, wow, you see and hear about these marches, but I had never, because on military bases, they don't do that. You know, they don't have marches. We have like little programs, maybe at a church or something, but that's about it. So mm. that was, that's been, that was my first March and it was so exciting for me. I loved every minute of it, all the festivities and you know, the, the speakers and all of that stuff at the end of the March. So that's my thing when it comes to San Antonio. I have other great memories, of course, meeting y'all and going to Mount Zion and, you know. <laughs> well, if you say hometown memory uh, from San Antonio, my favorite hometown memory from San Antonio is when um, we were friends with one of the Spurs uh, basketball players and he and his wife, and we would go to the game and be able to go behind the scenes, meet all the Spurs players. And we were here the first year they won the national championship. Mm-hmm. And we were invited to the parade, you know, sit in the section with the mayor and everybody and, and got to be right there with the trophy of the tuxedo and, 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 um, and tennis shoe gala got to take pictures with the trophy all right um, yes and i still have that picture so that is probably one of my fondest memories of san antonio's them winning the first championship uh with the spurs the spurs winning their first championship and we were able to be front and center to celebrate yeah. awesome beverly you, you all- remember that time when the spurs won the championship and we went to go get shirts <laughs> yes yes that was awesome. We were in a line around Academy. <laughs> that was Calling funny. people, how many shirts do you want me to get for you? <laughs> I got shirts for my friends in St. Louis. And it was fun. It was fun. But you all, this is what I like about San Antonio, my, my memory. First of all, my mother and my grandmother came to Hemisphere mm-hmm. and almost... 20 years to the day, who would have thought I had to move here for my job? Wow. So then when, before I moved here, I uh, worked for AT&T and I would have to come for business. My very first business trip was during Fiesta. I had no clue 
I made all the arrangements and somehow I was working in, in a hotel on the Riverwalk for Fiesta. Wow. That Friday when they start the parades, mm-hmm. I was telling everybody, look, I want to meet with you all. We're going to get busy. They're like, no, you got to get out of this building by 12 o'clock before the parade starts. And so I spent and I said, well, I'm supposed to be working. And it ended up I had to stay over the weekend and enjoy Fiesta with my coworkers, which mm-hmm. I didn't, they thought I planned it. I didn't know anything about it, but I went to all the parades, uh, just <laughs> ate all the food, had such a good time. And the best thing was my boss wasn't angry. They were like, well, good. And then I finished up the work the following week. <laughs> so that's yeah. my fondest memory of San Antonio before I even moved here. Wow. <laughs> Fiesta, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, we all have memories, even from places that we visited. Um, I know Beverly were working out in New York at one time. Yes. Cheryl, you've been somewhere everywhere and I've been somewhere everywhere, but it's, it's nice to reminisce about those old times and try to think about good times ahead too. Mm-hmm. Even though there's so many things going on in the world that, that are out of our control, um, we need to pray about those things, but we also need to, I'm thinking about self-care when we had the uh, episode on self-care, mm. take care of ourselves mentally, especially. And I, I guess I'm talking to myself to not get caught up of, get caught up with things I can't control. Yeah. But to yeah. pray and release that and create new memories. You mm. know? So, You're right. Yeah. So, okay. I know I went off on a tangent. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back at the island, ladies. This has been a real awesome, awesome episode. And we don't want to get out of here on our third season, first of our third season, without talking about the future of Kitchen Island Tea. We've had a great past, and that sounds weird to say because it's only been two years, (laughs) Um, but we're still in the present of doing this. And we want to hear from everybody, you know, what you think, what ideas you have as far as podcast topics or guests. Um, we are open. We can reach us at kitchenislandt at gmail.com or go on our social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. So Kitchen Island Tea is everywhere. But, you know, ladies, what, do you, what are you thinking about the future of Kitchen Island Tea? Well, well first, okay, don't all speak at the same time. Who's talking? <laughs> you. Okay. Well, kudos to you because you have just done everything. I know we're supposed to say our future. So our future is with you and we want to grow as you have grown in the podcast business and been an award-winning host. And so my hope is that we will grow, that we will continue to do the podcast and that we will continue to keep and grow our listeners because if we touch one person, if we can just bless one person with our chatter, with our ideas, with our experiences, then we've done what the purpose of this podcast is. So, and I learned so much from both of you. And so I hope that our listeners will continue to learn. And uh, Cheryl, you don't know this, but you're like our in-house counselor, (laughs) our in-house prayer partner. And so I thank you for that. That's what I think we ought to we ought to go forward with. 
Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, BJ, for that. I, I'm looking forward to us being an inspiration to a, the next generation and, and hopefully a guiding light and a, a, a voice of wisdom to the, the women that are and the people that are listening to us now. I just want us to be able to touch a life, change a life, help a life, because uh, my whole inner being is all about giving and helping. And that's what I'm hoping this podcast will continue to do is bless other people. Um, and we will try in our best to come up with topics that's going to be helpful uh, to, to the listeners. And we need your help as listeners, as uh, Benita as, uh, stated, you know, send us a text, send us an email, you know, let us know an Instagram post. Hey, can you guys talk about this topic? I have a question about this. You know, I, no topic is, you know, off, no subject is off, you know, off the table. If you could send it over to us, we will have a conversation about it or we will find a way to present that conversation. Uh, so please do send it over to us um, because we want to just keep this, keep this podcast real. Keep it 100. Well said. Well said, Cheryl. Yeah. So, you know, let's finish up with the attitude of gratitude. Ooh, let me see. I got some grateful stuff. Well, my son is starting his new position as the project lead at his job. So I'm What's all right. My daughter just got a new position that's going to definitely expand her horizons, and she's excited about that. So uh, we're going to be celebrating that this weekend when she comes in town. Um, and my mom just turned 75, and she that's huge for her because everybody in her immediate family died at such a young age, you know, 26. 49 and then in the 60s and finally she made it to 75 so she is so excited beautiful, beautiful. she's able to she did it so uh we spent a wonderful birthday with her last weekend here in san antonio so i'm grateful for those things awesome you all know i'm grateful i think for the same things every time we have an episode but i'm grateful for uh my health and my strength and the fact that my 98 year old mom is doing well for the age that she is and i'm just thankful for the caregivers that she has in terms of different doctors we have to see and i appreciate the kindness and the attention that they extend to her because she's a talker and she's knows what she wants and you know you don't have to talk to her like talk to me to talk to her when we're at the doctor's office you know they know that she is able to speak with them, but they're so kind to her because she can talk. <laughs> but they they listen and then they uh, take care of her properly. And so I'm just grateful for the different doctors that take care of her and look after her health. And of course, I'm always thankful for my family, especially my grandson who lives with us. He brings me joy. Oh, that's awesome. Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Lady B, what you grateful for? Oh my gosh. I think about this constantly because sometimes I just walk around the house or if I'm driving in the car, I'm thinking, I have a car. Mm, yes. I have a house. I have shoes. I can walk. I can hear. I can see. God has blessed me beyond measurement, mm -hmm. um, more than I deserve. And I try not to take things for granted because mm. um, it can be gone in an instant. 
or I could mm -hmm. be gone in an instant. But I'm just grateful to have the husband that I have, the kids that I have, the friends that I have, the just everything that I have that God has blessed me with. I'm grateful. I'm mm -hmm. I don't ever want to uh, act ungrateful or portray that I'm ungrateful because I am not. Um, you see people that are struggling and don't have, you know, a roof on their head or, you know, their shoes are, are so torn from walking the streets. And, you know, I, I don't take anything for granted ever. And it's just amazing how God has blessed me. And I just want to keep being his servant and serving him and serving God's people. So there you have it. Love it. Yes. We're all grateful. Grateful. I know. And we are blessed beyond measurement. Mm -hmm. So with yes, that being said, yeah, yes, we are. So with that being said, y'all, if there's nothing else, we're going to get up out of here. I got to go pick up my daughter at the airport soon. Yay! Yay! Ashley's coming to town. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. But I want you guys to, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, taking out uh, this time in your in the middle of the week almost, because you know you both work, work from home, work from home, work from home. So thank you for tuning in and doing your part and keeping us afloat and not being hard-headed like you normally are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Principal Vanita. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm out of here and um, go ahead, Cheryl. Ciao, Bella. And this is BJ saying, keep listening. I agree. Adios, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.